welcome back to another episode of the New Views Podcast. I am Lisa, and I normally just host this and have sort of an interview-style podcast where I interview other people on their views on certain topics. But for some reason, this episode, I was unable to get anyone to to do this topic. It must be just too controversial. Nobody wants to put themselves out there. So I'm taking one for the team. I'm throwing myself into the fire. I am going to discuss today the age old debate. Are dogs or cats better as pets? Um, okay. So it's kind of this. I am on the side of dogs. (sighs) I mean, don't kill me. Don't come for me don't at me or whatever the kids say these days, but, um, it's just, you know, my experiences and my points of view based on what I've known, that's kind of the whole point. So try to be empathetic. And if you agree, you agree. If you disagree, we'll give you a chance at the end to share your opinion. So yeah, let's just, you'll, you'll get to see my view. Let's get into it. Alright, well, normally at this point in the show, I will ask people a little bit of backgrounds about themselves and some personal questions so that you get to know them a little bit better. I feel really weird doing that to myself, so, um, I don't know. I feel like maybe it might be okay for you to get a little bit familiar with me. It might even be beneficial for the sake of the podcast. I don't know. Um, but I'll just talk about what might be relevant to this topic, like... Did I have pets growing up? Yes, I did have pets growing up. We had quite a few pets growing up. Um, We had dogs. We had cats. We had hamsters and turtles. And I think the strangest pet I'd ever owned, which is another question that I would have asked, is a duck. Um, I did have a duck for about seven or eight months, I would say. Not quite a full year. And it was definitely a challenge. I do not recommend it for any um, layman, you know, non-professional farm person. (laughs) It was very, it was a lot more challenging than it, than it sounds. So anyways, um, that was the weirdest animal I think that we've ever had. We did, you know, take bugs and lizards and stuff and kind of keep them in um, little containers that we cared for, uh, which I, I regret. I'm, I'm such an animal lover. I really love all animals. So that's why this topic is a little challenging, but not quite. I'll get into that a little bit later, but I'm definitely one for, if you find something in nature, leave it alone. If you interact with something in nature, place it right back where you found it. Um, I'm very, cautious about that now as an adult. As a kid, you know, of course, we picked up ladybugs. We kept them. We picked up lizards. We kept them. We we enjoyed them. And I, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of on the... That's, that could be another topic about whether or not it's okay to, as a child, keep random pets. Um, we did care for some birds that, you know, had fallen out of the nest and were no longer accepted um, you know, things like that. And I find that it's kind of good for kids to interact with nature and enjoy it and learn from it and etc. But I feel 
like not to the extent where it's damaging or interfering with the animal or the nature, if that makes sense. That's kind of my stance. Anyways, that was a long side rant. This is why I don't talk that much on this podcast and I interview because, yeah, you you get it now. Okay, so let's get into why I think dogs are the better pet versus cats. Um, personally, I've just had better experiences with dogs. So let me give you my history of my own personal um, pet ownership. So I had a cat originally. That was my first sort of official, this is your pet, you're taking care of this pet, um, this is your baby. And it was a white Persian type cat. It had big fluffy fur and big fluffy tail. It had one blue eye and one yellowish brown eye. And he was super, super sweet. And I loved him so much. Um, but he was a wild thing, you know. He was very, he, he enjoyed your company from time to time. But most of the time, he wanted to live his own life, which I respected. And I'm going to talk about this for a second because I was wondering if people who love, this is kind of like an opposites attract sort of thing. It's probably not true, but see, I am a very introverted person and I tend to do things on my own. I prefer to be on my own most of the time. I'm kind of like an explorer. I'm very curious about things. I don't like when people tell me what to do. Um, you know, but, but I prefer dogs who are the complete opposite to that. They're very friendly. They want to be in your face all the time. They, (laughs) they love attention. They, um, enjoy following the rules. They actually take pride in it. So, um, I don't know if there's some kind of psychology there. That's something I should probably look into, but I did really love my cat and, he, but he could not be tamed. So my second dog that was mine officially was a black Labrador named, I named him Lucky, um, because I had always wanted a lab and I don't specifically know where that started or why, but we always had Huskies growing up. We had like three or four Huskies in the total span of my, from my, when I was born to this point of my life. So Huskies was kind of all I knew and Huskies are very hard to, again, train and get under control. And they're like super hyper. Not that labs aren't, but, um, I don't know. I just had this dream of having a lab. So on my 16th birthday, uh, my boyfriend at the time, his family, well, they, they got me a, a black lab from, um, foster care center and it was, the best present I had ever gotten. I was so happy. I loved that dog. I spent every moment free that I had with that dog. And, um, but within that year and he had gotten really, really sick and he ended up having to be put down. Uh, he got what is called parvo and it's kind of like a very uncurable disease within dogs. And he was still a puppy. And so it really affected him. So it was just a bad case. And it, guard me for a little bit. I was, I was really unsure about getting another one just because, um, I was worried about that. So then 
um, I was in college and my boyfriend at that time ended up surprising me with another black lab and that one we named Trinity because we were really into the matrix at the time and we had her for about, I don't know, I'm so bad with time frames, but anyway, she got bigger and bigger and we had expected to move out of, because we were living in a townhouse slash apartment type scenario and they didn't accept or allow large breed dogs there and so you know obviously she's getting bigger and bigger and we had planned on moving out to um somewhere with land but for some reason that fell through and we thought that we were going to end up staying at the apartment for a longer period of time um I don't know it was very traumatic for me to give her away because I had bonded with her and and she was actually a really difficult dog. She was probably the most difficult um, thing to care for that I'd ever owned or tried to take care of before. So um, I'm surprised that I was so distraught about giving her up because she was a nightmare to take care of, but I actually loved her so much. So it was really hard, but we found her some friends that... Um, they had kids and they had a big yard and everything. So we knew them and, um, and so she went to live with them and I couldn't even be there the day that she left. I, I stayed home and I couldn't do the transfer because I was just a mess. I was crying uncontrollably. Um, I get really upset with, with loss and separation. It's something I just do not handle well. Um, and then my next time that I got a dog, was actually planned. It was really thought out. It was researched. And this time I got a, uh, another lab, but this one was a yellow lab. And she, I got her from a breeder and, um, I, I really researched the heck out of it and I was prepared and it was kind of like, you know, the stages of becoming a parent sort of thing. So I read all the books and I was just the whole thing. So, um, and we went and we checked on her several times before we picked her up, you know, during her growing process with her mother. And we actually met the, the mother before she was born. Um, and we would visit, you know, as she's going through her pregnancy. And yeah, it was like a whole thing. Um, so we adopted her, which is kind of how I felt about it. I've, we adopted our baby and we brought her home and she was <laughs> the best dog. I mean, she was so great um temperament just she was so sweet and kind and playful and fun and loyal and just the best and um she ended up getting hip dysplasia early onset is hip dysplasia so she ended up having to have a couple of surgeries and um that was not common within the breeders lineage a, a very kind of unique and freak thing and we know that because we did a lot of research again with um, contacting people who have taken dogs from her before and etc. So anyway, the breeder felt really bad about it. And so they, she offered to give me another dog for free that I didn't have to pay for because if you buy a dog from a breeder, it's not cheap. Um, so anyways, she gave me a second dog and that's how we ended up with my second dog, Strider who it was a chocolate lab and the reason we got the dog was to sell which 
I was really against and I didn't feel comfortable doing, but everyone was kind of saying, you know, you need money and this is a good option. The breeder was willing to help us out with that so that we could get some of the funds back from the very expensive surgery that was required for Isabel. I'm sorry, her name was Isabel, the yellow lab. And it was a lot of money caring for her. So um, we just had to take him on and care for him in the interim of the time between we got him and sold him to sort of reap back some of those funds. But, you know, of course, when you get a dog and you get a puppy and you have him in your house for more than a couple weeks, he kind of grows on you. And, and of course, so we ended up keeping him too. So they grew up together and I had them both for about 16, 17 years, um, which is a really long time. And so they were my whole world for that period of time. So that's why I have so much more experience with having a dog than I do with having a cat. And I, and so I know kind of the benefits of that. I understand the struggles with that and um, obviously the disadvantages of that. All right, so the next question is, what is your favorite thing about a dog and a cat? Um, I would say that my absolute favorite thing about a dog is their unconditional love and their companionship. And just when you look in their eyes, they're always so happy just to have your attention, just to be around you. They're pretty easy to please, which I love. My favorite thing about cats, and here's the thing, I, I've been around a lot of cats and I know friends who have cats and my best friend has a cat that I would babysit all the time and, well, let's say be pet sit, that I would pet sit all the time and I grew up pretty special bonds with, with her cat and I absolutely love him. So no, no shade towards cats. I love cats, but I just prefer dogs. But cats, I love their independence. That's my favorite thing about cats because they will show affection, but then they'll also, you know, go off on their own and take care of their own business and they leave you alone. And as an introvert, there are times where, you know, I just really love to be alone. And that is really hard and practically impossible with a dog. So props to cats for that. Next question is, is if I have a certain breed that I prefer. I do actually. I prefer large breed dogs, well, medium to large breed dogs over small breed dogs. And I wonder if that plays into the fact that I prefer dogs over cats because of the size. I don't know, but typically I do prefer medium to larger breeds. And if I'm going to get really specific, I mean, you probably already know from my previous conversations, I would say that I'm mostly drawn to Labradors and Golden Retrievers. I know that's kind of um chump's way out because, I mean, they're the most popular breed. You know, most people would say that, but don't get me wrong. I actually love pretty much all breeds, but as far as owning one, I would say labs and golden retrievers 
because of the relative ease in comparison to owning and training and raising other dogs, I would say that labs and golden retrievers have been kind of proven at this point to be one of the easiest to train and to fall in line with um, the human lifestyle. So that's really the reason. Also, they're really cute and I have a tendency to gravitate towards breeds that have really long and big floppy ears. I really love um, Great Danes too, Cocker Spaniels, um, you name it. Any dog that has like big floppy ears. That's just me, but yeah. That would be my, I guess, certain breed that I prefer. All right, moving on. How do I feel about indoor-outdoor pets? Hmm, I, I feel that it's a good idea to have both indoor-outdoor pets. I feel like more indoor than outdoor, but I also feel like it's good to have a mix. Um, what I mean is it depends on the pet. Um, because this does say for pets. So I think for dogs, dogs really prefer to be indoors and they also prefer to be around their alpha. So they're human. Uh, and that's typically where your human is, is wherever, you know, they're inside. So they want to be inside, but they also do like to go outside and explore. Um, so that's one thing that's going to be a benefit that I have for owning a dog is that they really can get use of all of their natural tendencies because they're able to be both indoor and you can take them outside and fetch with them and roam around with them and um, get them exercised and all of that out in nature and then bring them back in a safe way. Whereas other pets, it's a lot harder to do that. Um, but I do feel like a lot of other pets prefer to be outside in nature and that's kind of their more natural habitat. And I do feel like that for cats. I feel like they are naturally hunters and they have all of these skills that are really honed when they're outdoors. So that's one thing I feel bad about cats who are, you know, inside if they're not given, you know, certain ways to um, just express their natural tendencies. Um, but I think that it would be good to have the option to, or a space that a cat can go outside. And um, we have a lot of cats around my neighborhood that are predominantly outdoor cats. I don't really know how they do it, but I feel like it should be done responsibly if it's done at all. So what I mean by that is not in an area where there's a lot of cars or dangers such as predatory animals that can injure them or even certain territories for other cats. Because when I had a cat growing up, my cat was both indoor outdoor and he would come home sometimes and be pretty beaten up. And um, I didn't like that. So I feel like part of the problem was he was not really a fighter. So I think he was 
more submissive and just, I don't really know specifics because obviously I'm not following him around figuring out what it is that he's doing with his day. I don't know. I feel like there should be the option for both. And with a dog, it's a lot easier to control that scenario. Whereas with a cat or other animals, it's harder to control that. So yeah, I guess that's just how I feel. I mean, I think that as long as it's responsible, they're safe, um, they're neutered so that they're not causing more problems such as um, an overabundance of stray cats out there or dogs out there that are homeless and, you know, just increases the needs of the mini and they're given their vaccines and things like that so that they stay healthy, they don't affect other animals, and yeah, they always come home to you. So that's what, that would be ideal, but obviously that can't always happen. There's lots of areas where that's just not feasible, and that's okay too. Whatever is best and safe for the, for the animal, really. That's kind of how I feel about it. But um, the next question is, does lifestyle or expense play a role in your position? Um, yeah, I would say so. I would say that um, I believe that cats are more, just through my research and through knowing people with cats and the lifestyle of that the presents is definitely like cats are a lot easier to care for. They're not as demanding and... Um, so yes, I would say that. I don't know specifically if, if it costs more to own a dog than it does to own a cat, but I believe it does because obviously you're buying a greater amount of food. Typically dogs are bigger and they have bigger appetites. Um, they have more activities that they're getting involved in. Um, they're going in and out of places. They're always around you. So I don't know. It, I could be wrong about that, but I feel like it could be less expensive and obviously less time consuming to own a cat. So that would actually be a benefit to owning a cat. Um, but if you're super athletic and you like going outside and you're an adventurer and you're on the go more often and you just like having a companion with you, then a dog obviously would be um, the better fit there. And I feel like most of my life, that's how I've been as far as just wanting to get out of the house and a dog is a great way to get you out. So that was always nice. Um, but I'm also an introvert and I do like being indoors and I like the mix. That's just my personal experience, but I'm going to get into some science now. And I, I want to say with this that, uh, I pretty much say this with all studies and scientific journals and things like that, unless it is very specific. And I'm sure everybody has taken science before, so you know the hypotheses and playing out and testing those and developing a theory based on those and how it is just a theory unless there are undeniable correlations and effects that there's really no other way to see it. I feel like with a lot of these things, there could be other factors at play. Um, 
that could be influencing it. It's not specifically because it's a dog or because it's a cat, but it's because of people who have certain lifestyles or people who have, like we said, different um, expenses. Um, it could be based on medical history. It could be based on so many different things. So take these with a grain of salt, but I'm just saying this is what the science is showing right now on some benefits of having a dog. So let's get into it. I got a lot of these from places like Scientific Scribbles, Pediatric a AP Publications, the National Library of Medicine, Business Insider Articles, um, among others. I'll leave them all in the description. Um, but the first one was, children who own dogs have fewer infections, are prescribed antibiotics less often than children with any pet, while owning a cat did not appear to reduce the number of childhood infections. So, you know, it's saying that if you have a dog, you have less infections, whether you have a cat or not, does not appear to affect it. And if you don't have a pet, um, you are prescribed them more often, antibiotics and have infections. So, I mean, it's, it's beneficial to your health. They've actually shown this um, with both cats and dogs throughout, as you'll see. So even though one in seven children ages six to 19 are allergic to cats more than they are allergic to dogs, both dogs and cats may help protect against allergies. Children are 67% less likely to develop allergies later in life if they own a pet before their sixth birthday. I found this really interesting and I, I researched it a little bit more and they were basically saying that there's different um, microbes that live inside the human gut. There's like a thousand different species of microbes and when before we used to be outside a lot more back when we predominantly lived on farms and we were exposed to a lot of um, outdoor uh, bacteria and things like that and now that we've evolved to being mostly indoors kids especially that do not have that exposure on the regular are developing more and more uh, allergens later in life but um you know because the exposure to a diversity of bacteria in, in, helps the body's immune system and they're missing out on that step. So with animals and specifically dogs, it's helpful because they go outside, they stick their noses in the dirt, they're smelling plants, they're picking up all of these things and they're bringing them into the home. And so they're exposing people within the home to a lot of those bacteria and microbes. And they also, they say, and this is the part where cats and dogs kind of come together where they they affect things similarly is that they start to change the makeup of the dust bacteria in the home over time which leads to fewer allergies as well so the reason why dogs are um more inclined to help with this with immune systems and um, allergens is because that they go outside more frequently and they are exposed to a lot of things while they're out there and then they bring it into the home whereas cats predominantly are indoor and they don't really go out and get that exposure and bring it inside but I I feel like if they did they would might 
um, fall in line with dogs. But anyway, I just thought that was very interesting. Also, people are twice as likely to be allergic to cats than they are to dogs. I looked this up too, and it's basically saying that the reason for this is not because of their hair or their fur. It's because of the proteins that are in the cat's saliva, their urine, and their dander. Um, dander being like flakes of skin. And because of that, it's much easier to get inside your nose and stick there or go down your throat and get into your lungs, which is why a lot of people who have asthma are more likely to be allergic to cats as well. Um, one interesting fact that I found while I was researching this was, you know how they say that there's certain pets that are hypoallergenic? Well, apparently there's no such thing as a hypoallergenic pet, <laughs> despite marketing claims. That's what they say, um, that any pet may provoke an allergic reaction. It's just that some pets have smaller proteins versus other pets. And so obviously the larger the protein, the less effect it's going to have. But all animals produce some kind of allergy. But cats are just the most because they have the smallest protein, which I found pretty interesting. Um, okay, moving on to more benefits about dogs. <laughs> Let's focus on the good parts about dogs, please. Okay, so people who own dogs have lower cholesterol and are less likely to suffer from high blood pressure than people who own cats or who do not own a pet at all. Um, they also say that dog owners are less obese and more physically active than people who don't own dogs. In contrast, cat owners are more likely to be overweight. I mean, that's kind of... Um, again, like the causation, probably more often dog owners are getting outside, they're walking more often, they're running around with their pet, whereas a cat, you don't really have to have that, um, interaction. So you're less likely to move or there's less opportunity. Um, but again, it's generalized. There's lots of people that I know who own cats who are not overweight, but in general, that's the case. Um, also, dogs' senses of smell can be extremely useful, which can be used to sniff out bombs, find missing persons, track down criminals, and even detect cancer or low blood sugar. I mean, I don't know. I think that's a pretty epic bonus, in my opinion. Uh, I know that cats have a really strong sense of smell, but I don't believe, based on what I've read and researched, that it's as superior to a dog's. So another thing is that dogs have apparently a sixth sense in which they can detect seizures before they happened and they can also be predictably trained in ways that can benefit others where it's much much harder to do that with cats. If you've had a heart attack any type of pet may decrease your recovery time because cats and dogs both provide a sense of warmth, provide a sense of calm, and that's why they have tons of therapy animals and pets. But owning a dog significantly improves your survival. Dog owners are four times more likely to be alive one year after their heart attack as compared to cat owners and non-pet owners. I found that extremely interesting. Um, I don't know why. I, I wasn't able to kind of go down any kind of rabbit hole to figure out why there's such a significant difference 
but I have a feeling it's partly because of the physical activity that they're involved in with the walking and everything. Um, Walking in general has been proven to improve your heart health. I guess dogs just get you out of the house more. I don't know. Mental health. This one was a big one for me because I have mixed feelings on it, but let's get into it. Mental health. Dogs are more likely to provide benefits for better mental health with dog owners showing higher levels of happiness and less depression and anxiety than cat owners or people with um, without pets. And another study showed that dog owners laughed significantly more frequently than cat owners and even participants without pets reported laughing more than those who just owned cats. That was really interesting to hear, especially with so many cat memes and cat videos and cat that cats, I will say, are dominating the internet in terms of watching them and laughing and finding joy and like videos. I find that there's much more of those. Um, but again, this, this study showed that, you know, cats are a downer. I don't know. You make your own determination on that one. Um, I will, this is how, why I have mixed feelings about this because I owned dogs for a long time. And I will say that they do bring a lot of joy and happiness and I laughed a lot and had so much fun, but there was also a lot of stress and anxiety involved in owning a dog as well. So, and I don't know if that's mainly because I, my personality is the opposite of that, whereas I'm very introverted, I'm very um, laid back and they are not, (laughs) so... Maybe it was like a clash of personalities that caused some of that for me, but I'm sure this is obviously just majority, like generally speaking, but in my case, it definitely was not all sunshine and rainbows is all I'm saying. Also, children reported strong relationships with their pets relative to their siblings, showing lower levels of conflict and greater satisfaction in dog owners than any other kind of pet. Again, just one study. Dogs get you out and provide more opportunity for socialization, which could be a factor. And another factor is that dogs are more likely to snuggle and be excited to be your pal unconditionally. This is, um, I think, in, in reference to the mental health and why people who own dogs show a higher level of happiness and less depression and anxiety than other pets because they, um, they get you out socializing and they love to snuggle and have contact with you. And they're always excited to be your pal unconditionally. That makes sense. Oh, I was also going to say that I wonder if self-esteem is a preference for either owning a dog or a cat. And I'm not saying that I had low self-esteem, but I mean, it is a good feeling when your dog just like loves you unconditionally. And dogs are pretty much obsessed with their owners and cats, for the most part, are not obsessed. <laughs> so I wonder if there's some psychology there too, where people who want, who need that extra validation, I don't know, that a dog could offer. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. Also, they are loyal. Um, I've heard a lot of um, kickback on this from the cat community that I looked into that cats are just as loyal as dogs. I don't know. I feel like 
generally, and I don't know, maybe it's just a stereotype, but generally speaking, from my experience, cats are kind of like, they'll befriend anybody who provides them with the needs that they are looking for. Whereas dogs, they too will just kind of like be happy with anybody, but ultimately they are very, very connected and attached to their owner and their family. And they will remember that family and they will choose that family even if they've been separated for a long period of time. It's even been shown that dogs will still remember their siblings from when they were puppies with their mother before they were separated and given to a different home. If they were together for the full period of development before they're, they're typically supposed to be released from their parent, um, I can't remember the exact time frame that is. Let me check real quick. So it was around 8 to 12 weeks. So if they are within that time frame with their mother and their siblings before they're separated, years will go by, like 15 years can go by, and they will still remember their siblings and their mother um, just based off of scent and just the connection that they've made with them. So that is one thing that you know, I thought was pretty interesting about dogs. Um, in conclusion of the dog studies, this is the last one. So there was studies that showed even small interactions with dogs caused the human brain to produce oxytocin, which as we probably all know by now is a hormone often referred to as the cuddle chemical. It makes you feel good. Um, it increases feelings of relaxation, trust, and empathy while reducing stress and anxiety. And as the foundation of this podcast, the whole movement here is to gain more empathy. You can see why I, as the host, gravitate towards loving and open-minded, lovely dogs who just love everybody and just want everybody to be happy. <laughs> so they also um, expose you to a greater amount of endorphins and vitamin D, which is good for your health. So, I mean, you can't really go wrong there. So yeah, I mean, that's just some science that was out there that was shown. I mean, I didn't do a ton of research, but I did as much as I could within the time frame that I had. And there really was a lot of benefits to owning dogs. There were also a lot of benefits to owning any kind of pet, but Generally speaking, it was either owning any kind of pet is beneficial and then there was owning dogs is more beneficial because of this. But despite the dog advantages, cats remained the most popular domesticated animal in the world. And I think the main reason for that is because they're just a lot easier to care for. So that is the biggest con about having a dog. They aren't cheap. They're very time consuming. They require a lot of effort. And so, yeah, I mean, they're worth it though, in my opinion. But there are also benefits to solely owning a cat over a dog. And I'm going to talk about that real quick, just so we can be a little bit more, you know, inclusive and well-rounded here. So it says that if you own a cat, you're more likely to be smart. They've shown that cat owners have above average intelligence now, again, they also indicated here that that could be more to do with the fact that clever people are in higher demand jobs, they have longer hours, and so a cat is just easier to adapt into their lifestyles. 
But they also did a study with college students and found the same results. So they did a survey, well, it wasn't a study, it was a survey of 600 college students and they showed that they scored higher on intelligence tests, they were more introverted, more open-minded, and more sensitive. Um, again, this was college students, and so we have to take that into consideration because college students, again, are very busy and they are typically less inclined to have this extra responsibility of owning a dog and would like to have a pet, but, you know, something that's a little easier to care for. And with the whole open-minded thing, again, college, that's kind of why you go to college is because you want to be open-minded and learn things. I don't know. I'm, I'm reaching here, I know, but again, take it for what you will. Because there are also findings that people who don't have children are more intelligent, but again, there's not enough, like, nuance in the conversation about correlation versus causation when it comes to, like, these kinds of things. You know what I mean? So, that, <laughs> this is just me disagreeing with that comment. But that I honestly feel that way about all of these, even the dog studies as well, like I said. So, anyway, in closing, I want to say that it depends on your lifestyle, what works best for you, um, what you hope to get out of owning a pet, for sure, because... Obviously, like at this point in my life right now, I don't own any pets because I just don't have time for them. And I also feel like if I were going to own a pet, any kind of pet, I would want a dog. And because of that, um, I just don't have the time or the resources to to put towards that. So, you know, I think it'd be responsible for me not to have one. Um, But I truly, truly, truly love all animals and pets, even cats. Like I love animals. I think they all offer some kind of huge benefit to humans and I just prefer not to have a pet at all unless it's a dog. I would just feel bad keeping any other kind of pet. Um, <laughs> like I would just feel bad keeping any pet that's in a cage like a hamster or a guinea pig or a snake. Even a fish I feel like I would feel bad for because they're just swimming in circles, I would always think that they would be happier roaming free and I'm just making their life miserable. It's probably not the case at all, but that's just how my mind would think. I would always want their life to be the best life it could possibly be. And if I couldn't provide that for them, then I would just feel bad. <laughs> so I just wouldn't want to go there. And I feel that way about cats too. I also feel like they just seem happier as indoor outdoor pets but I would worry too much if they were outside roaming around on their own or they were just sitting inside all day just staring outside and being sad I don't know I'm a worrier I'm definitely one of those people that would that tries really hard to make other people around me feel good and make their experiences the best and I do that with my pets as well so Dogs just seem um, like the only pet that is pretty much always happy to be with you and you can take it outside and get it exploring and get their freedom in easily as compared to most other pets. So I don't know. That's just where I'm coming from. That's my viewpoint. If you disagree with this, that's perfectly fine. We are all entitled to our own opinions. Um... So please send me a message at 
newviewspod at gmail.com or DM me at newviewspodcast on Instagram. I will post um, a post about this episode. Feel free to comment in the comment section. Discuss this with your peers. Uh, have fun with it. Let me know what you guys think. I, I really want to know what kind of animals you have, what you love about them, what's beneficial you feel from owning them, how they've changed your life, how they benefit your family and the people around you, all of this stuff. Like, I love animals. So any kind of animal you want to talk about, chat about, please let me know. Um, and if you have a different opinion than the ones that I've shared here, let me know that too, because I would love to have you on and discuss that. So yeah, um, I guess that's it for today. Sorry it was just me. It's harder when you don't have somebody to bounce off of, but I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something. I hope that um, your life is a little bit better and I didn't totally waste your time. <laughs> and yeah, thanks for being here and I'll catch you next time. Take care.